and welcome to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast, Episode 9, right? Yeah, it's Episode 9, and I'm just getting my glass of tequila uh, because... Um, Calvin Corzine. Is it Corzine or Corzine? Corzine. Corzine. Calvin Corzine, famous yoga teacher, is here today. Um, welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, it's kind of a big deal that you're here because people that live in Venice don't ever go east of the 405. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> If Calvin you, actually doesn't go east of Lincoln Boulevard. I, I mean, that's that's, but that's LA. LA is so spread out. Yeah. Wherever you live, you really don't venture out too much in general. That's but yeah, true. me getting here was a shit show. <laughs> I was sitting calling Eddie. I didn't have a phone charger in my car. I'm like, yeah. I'm at eight percent. I'm like three miles away. I don't know what's going on. It's Friday night traffic. Right, my life. Yeah, no, totally. Um, well, it's appreciated you here. And actually, the main, even though Calvin teaches yoga, um, we're actually going to talk about the lakers <laughs> probably we have we we did a bet about um the lakers i think they're not going to get any higher than the seventh or eighth seed he said seventh well, or eighth seed and i said cool i'll take seven <laughs> seed or higher and then he was like no not willing to bet on it right so, so he needs six seed or higher so yeah. he doesn't really feel like it's seventh or eight he thinks seventh seed is where they're going to be <laughs> so we'll see we'll see uh but no we're, we're, it's too early in the season to talk about the lakers um, well, and he's a Cleveland fan, and I, I know, was not a LeBron fan until he came to the Lakers. I, I, I've always liked LeBron, um, and I'm happy that he's here, actually. If he's not going to play in Cleveland, he might as well play for uh, at the city where I live. So. Yeah, I've never liked LeBron. But no, I know. I know. I've never understood why, you'd, why you didn't like LeBron, but uh, we'll get into that uh, later. So, Calvin... I mean, I joked when I said that Calvin's a famous yoga teacher, but he, he, I became friends with Calvin probably a few years ago because, um, I met him at yoga works and he does teach it, I guess probably the premier yoga studio in the country. I like to think so, but yeah, I mean, and he teaches like the most um, popular studio. In, I mean, Main Street's a big studio for sure. Main Street's a big deal. I mean, I, he's being humble, but it's it's a pretty big deal to be able to teach there. So uh, we're obviously going to be talking about yoga this evening. So um, just to prepare you, um, and 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 Calvin shows off his abs quite often on Instagram. So <laughs> we're actually going to be doing yoga uh, sit ups throughout this interview tonight. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to I wanted to start the interview by reading an article. Uh, it's not long from the New York Times. It's called The Purpose of Yoga, and it's, it's only it's three paragraphs, so just bear with me. And I thought this would be a good starting point this evening. Let's hope Eddie reads one. Right. It's, uh, I actually lost my voice a few days ago, so I'm happy I can talk. The original context of yoga was spiritual development practice to train the body and mind to self-observe and become aware of their own nature. The purposes of yoga were to cultivate discernment, awareness, self-regulation, and higher consciousness in the individual. Yoga is meant to be a system of increasing awareness and decreasing disease. It was able to enter into the American mainstream by, by, by presenting itself as a tool with many benefits, including reduced stress, increased relaxation, and greater flexibility. It has continued to grow through American gyms as something that cultivates aerobic capacity and builds, and builds strength. But many gyms that offer yoga emphasize the physical exercise without teaching the essential self-awareness that differentiates yoga from any exercise. Last paragraph. 
The narcissism, quote unquote, which is not uncommon in many sports, is the result of an emphasis on exercise that misrepresents what the real intention of yoga practice is. Yes, one can increase muscle mass and decrease waist size, but that's not the real goal. Much of the yoga practice today has actually become the antithesis of yoga as it is meant to be. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, I obviously make fun of yoga, you know, in a sarcastic sort of way. Um, and because I think what's happened with Instagram is it's, it's made yoga be all about the physical which I guess makes sense because Instagram is a picture. It's a visual, it's thing. A visual thing. And it's right. not like you can really be spiritual. On right. It doesn't translate. A vis- it, it doesn't, doesn't translate. But then what's funny is that so many yoga teachers are posting sort of these quotes and all that kind of thing on Instagram. And I just think it's kind of ridiculous. But so when I read this. and, and but Yeah, but it's funny because, okay, what then they're damned if they do. They're damned if they yeah. don't with you because it's a quote. Or it's a photo, so it's narcissistic or full of shit. I think there's a way to present it, though. Like, I, I, I don't want to say names, but I guess I'm going to have to. You are, for sure. Yeah, I think Tiffany Russo, for whatever reason, and, and Tamal and Seisha, um, O'Connor, I, for whatever reason, their Instagram, to me, seems real. And I don't know why. I'm not sure. What, what, I, for whatever reason, there's something about their Instagram See, that feels like real right away, to me. Here becomes an issue. Like He's now referencing three people that he knows. To, I don't know Seisha personally. I know yeah. Tom Aldo and I know Tiffany. Um, and that's a projection of their personality. Right. You know, you know them personally. Tamal, I love Tamal. Tamal's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but he is very much the real deal in many ways um, with how he lives his life. And so you know that personally. So whatever yeah, but should he's an Instagram, but should an Instagram the mirror- same way, but she also, Tiffany's kind of just like a bad, bad, bad badass bitch. You but know? should an Instagram mirror, mirror your life? And that's, and the, the weird thing about you is why well, I don't have a problem with you. Although... All you do is post mostly pictures of your body. Right. But you've never pretended to be like the spiritual guru. Because I'm not. Right. But But that's the thing. And so like if people aren't that way, put that on the... The coaster? Or just behind. Like No, the leather chair. Uh, There you go. Um, I just feel like people are creating two personalities. And um, and I yeah. think, well, and, but back to my paragraph that I read about yoga becoming more physical and it's, right. lo- I mean, I think the reason people started practicing yoga to begin with was to relax the mind and to be able to meditate, whether it was for five, 10. Right. But I mean, listen, read the, the <clears throat> last paragraph that you're talking about, where it's talking about increasing muscle mass, decreasing waist size. Over time, that's not really going to happen. Like, right, that article, what they're claiming is kind of false knowledge. Which part? Well, I mean, how many people do you know that get just fucking jacked from doing vinyasa flow and that eat like shit but still get lean from it? It's diet if you want to lose weight. I think it's a natural thing. Initially, people will lose weight because it's new. It's kind of like lifting weights, newbie gains. And just people that start lifting weights lose fat and gain muscle initially. Right. But over time, it's one or the other, really. Um, and a lot of it's nutrition and other things. And so you have an article kind of dogging it that's throwing out 
something that's not scientifically fact. What's about not that about the gaining muscle and losing? Yes, you can. Well, I think get that's a shape, natural. But that's got to be part of other things. If over yeah. time you want to practice, well, I think like, that's a natural result of practicing yoga. But when I see people just going to yoga class to um, work out, which is fine. I mean, that's the reason why I've gone to yoga class. Right. But yoga originally, to me, was meant for something deeper. Right. But so if that's the reason you've gone to yoga class, then why does it bother you if they project that? Because you're not in that phase anymore. Um, but if you were still in the phase of just going to work because out, to would me, it bother you as much? Well, I still think I'm in both. I think, I, and I'm not saying I disagree with. Yeah, on well, I, well this, is, this is my interview show, not yours. I know. I, I just, <laughs> that was good. No, but I think I'm trying to remember the question exactly. Um, I think generally, what's happening with Instagram is bothering me. Okay. And I think yoga should be the antithesis is the article that I think that's the, the sentence sentence that I'm really thinking about mm-hmm. yoga to me should be the antithesis of, of Instagram. Cause if you think about what Instagram really is, you, you're creating well, a, a, I, I, like, uh, let me ask you then what, what is it? What is yoga then really for you? Um, I guess it changes for me all the time. You're right. And I think my original, I think the reason, you probably know this, but the, the reason why I started practicing yoga was just for serious health reasons. Right. Because you had a bad back. No, like I was, I thought, di- well, that yeah. as I got older, but I was yeah. diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis when I was 12. Okay. And when I turned 24, it came back again. And this was, you know, a while ago before Instagram. And then my therapist at the time told me that I should. And you started doing Iyengar. I started doing Iyengar yoga for yeah. like a, I, like four years. And I got off all my medication. And Iyengar is great. Love that. Yeah. And, and, but we, we did more than standing poses. We did like upside down stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, hung up on ropes and shoulder stand, like all, the heart was elevated above the head. Right. Um, I just think um, mirroring our culture, people are just using their bodies. Mm-hmm. Or using, they're trying to wow you with a photo, right? Instead of actually, like, there. If people, I feel like a lot of people may go to your class because you have a good body, because of Instagram, which I guess is fine. Yeah, I think but you're wrong. The re- I don't know the reason I why really, I I think you're really wrong in that. I think even recently was the the first time that I've ever heard somebody say like, Oh, I came to your class because I follow you on Instagram and I want, and I was in town. I don't think people would tell you though that that's why they're going. Well, I mean, I think you're naive to think that people aren't going to you your really class. Think that people are going from social media. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's I, a percentage I, I, of it, no, but then because, why do people rely people, on it so much? Know that many, I, I know a lot of people in the yoga world that have big Instagram followings that can't fill a room. Right. So I don't think that them coming to my, I think that a lot of like public classes that are built are through word of mouth. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's social media and you can see even when like social media people come to teach workshops and here and there and like, I don't think that people are coming to a regular public class. You might have a drop in here or there, but how, give me you. You can take the amount of people in my class, whatever that is, and you may get one or two that come right. from social media, and that's a very small percentage. Yeah, but I bet like your re- not retreats, but when you do like workshops across the country, um, and not across the country, across the world, it's not like there's a word of mouth about you. They have a visual. They have look. a visual based I on think, what the studio puts up. Yeah, but, but I think in those situations, there's a good chance that people are going partially because of how you look. 
Now, I think it's fair to say Main Street. Yeah, I mean, to really keep something going at Main Street, you just got to be, you just have to be good. Yeah. But I think to get, like, I don't know, we will never know, but if you posted uh, photos with just like street clothes, your shirt on, whatever, but then posted photos of your body constantly and you had a workshop in Germany, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe you could be right. Uh, I, I don't know. You could be right. It also depends on how. Well, your engagement following is, and or your following's engagement, and how much they really give a fuck about you, to be right. honest. But at the end of the day, if whatever the thing that gets you in the door is, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's still your responsibility to, to to get in there and teach. Because if you go somewhere and you teach, and maybe you're able to get X amount of people in the door, if you don't teach well, they're not inviting you back the next. That's day. true. I mean, you're you not, do, you're you're not making it a recurrent thing. But your body could be getting you an opportunity. That other people wouldn't get. And your Instagram following... Which isn't that big compared to a lot of people. Yeah. Let's be real. No, I mean, I don't know, 35,000? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not trying to like... Let me Wait, let me say one thing. Because I sense you're getting a tad defensive. No, no, I always push back on it. No, but I like Calvin's class. I like it a lot. I'm, I'm, So I need to preface this whole thing. Right. I like Calvin. I like his class. I don't go to Yoga Works as much. And I told Gerald this um, a few weeks ago. It started to feel like a system mm-hmm. and I started to feel bored by it. Like I was, I hit a wall and, and, and like I couldn't grow anymore. Yeah. I mean, physically, mentally, whatever. I'm, I'm not sure. I just felt like I'm, I'm not. So I well, wasn't trying yeah, to. As a, as a studio, I think there's a lot of problems at Yoga Works for sure. But there, yeah. I don't see like Yoga Works was this, the stud studio, if you will, forever. And all the great teachers came from there. Um, but Oh, I know. As much as it's flawed now, I don't see something better is well, the other thing. And and, yeah. and to come back to I think what you're right. saying is he started with Iyengar, which is great. And I think the, the one of the beauties of Iyengar yoga is the teachers are required to get recertified on a very regular basis. Right. And so I was talking about this with, with one of my teachers yesterday um, about... Who are you talking to? Um, I was talking to Vinny about this, about, um, you know, people complaining about continuing education. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. If you're a teacher, it's your responsibility to, to pursue continuing education. Right. Just because you've been teaching for 5, 10, 15 years, whatever. If you haven't done a training or gone to workshops in, in X amount of years, that's on you. That's not on the studio not to give you a discounted rate to do it it doesn't matter this is your job you have to you have to show integrity in what you do and it's sure. your job to seek knowledge so in Iyengar you're continually recertified or you're not an Iyengar teacher hmm. you, um, and that's really cool because you know you see a lot of teachers that don't practice they don't continue education they do a 200 they do their 500 if that um, depending and then that's it yeah and it's like as a teacher, it's your responsibility to continue to seek knowledge um, because that's your job. Well, let me ask you. Yoga has this really deep history to it, and you seem to um, um, be passionate about it. You have a big following, but it feels to me like you 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 really just focus on the physical. Yes. Why? Um, well, I grew up around it, and. So I grew up around seeing a lot of the back end stuff where people are just full of shit and they say something and then they don't live that in their life or they do this and then they fuck all their students or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and 
as much as like I have my own thoughts and feelings on spirituality and all that stuff, um, I don't feel like spirituality or that sort of stuff is necessarily taught. I think it's more you figure it out yeah, on your how own. Do you teach you get that? present. Yeah. And and I think if somebody's telling you that they're gonna teach you to be spiritual, they're peddling bullshit. Um, so for me it's kinda like teaching an alignment based class. I, and I you know, like Vinny's my teacher obviously. Um, and the the alignment thing is yes, there's an element of your safe, but I think there's a huge element of teaching an alignment based class where it's like, okay, bend your knee until it's over your ankle. Okay, is your knee over your ankle? Is your knee over your ankle? Well I'm gonna walk over here because your knee's not over your ankle. And in your mind, it may be. And, and I think that's like a big lesson to just like sometimes what we think is happening is not happening. And if you can learn to at least get present in your body and see what's going on, then you have a better idea of what's going on outside. Yeah. Um, because Did so you- much stuff is one person's view versus another. And it's usually in the middle somewhere, probably skewed to one side, depending on how, you know, a lot of different things. But I think my job is to teach what I know. And, and I don't know how to teach spirituality by any means, nor do right. I really know what that even means. I know my opinions on things and how they shift depending on what I've heard or what I've read or what I'm going through in my life. Do you ever feel... So I don't feel think it's the- my responsibility. Like, I just would feel like a cheese dick if I was teaching spirituality. I know the poses. That's what I study. I learn the body. Right. Um, and so I teach what I know. And that even changes depending on what I've read or learned. Um, Are you just nervous to like, I mean, you're about Tamal's age, I imagine. We're about the same age. Um, But I imagine you're in the age of Sean, Sean Gray. Sean's older than me. Okay. About like five or 10 years. Uh, I guess, yeah, he is older than me. But I don't know. I'm not like... But Tamal's a great example. Tamal was raised in a yoga ashram. He's never eaten meat. The nicest fucking person in the world. Never done a drug. Um, I'm not along those lines, you know? (laughs) So you would feel like... um, yeah, I, you, you would know. feel false if you were trying to be yeah. spiritual in class. Yeah. Instagram is creating an avenue for people to create like a super ego and right. create like a world of where they look perfect all the time. Um. Yeah, but that's not just in in yoga yeah and everything everything, but that's the thing i think like the impact of people posting perfection all the time is just having a bigger more negative impact than we all think and i was speaking to a friend of mine today who um i i I don't want to i can't say it, it it's not it's it's too personal to say okay but his instagram like he looked happy all the time and he was getting upset at me like he would leave we were having discussions where he he was sort of giving me a hard time about the things that I'm doing. Okay. And I come to find out that he's actually lost his job. Uh, he's drinking a lot. And I got the impression that although I'm not posting perfect photos, I do have like a lot of cool shit happening. And that's, there's and it nothing. made him feel bad about himself. And somehow it made him feel bad about himself. Now, I don't think you should, like if you have a good body, it's, I mean, great. I mean, it's fine. But the the weird thing is is yoga to me just has a bigger depth than having a good body and i feel like a lot of people are using their body to promote yoga right but i just feel like that's a strange there's some hypocrisy there in a weird sort of way yeah i think so i mean, I, mean also I don't have depends, the answer i don't have the right. answer it it depends on what you're posting is it just acrobatics is it this is it that 
Um, but that's the thing when people were just post and you do it a lot when people just post acrobatic shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I was sort of tricked by it a couple of years ago. I really thought that like, if, if you could do that, then you're just a better person or it's so not true. I know, it's but so not it's true. stupid. But, but the way that it was glorified, I feel like it's not as glorified as much as it used to be, yeah. but it, it does have a manipulation factor. See, I, I think you're, you're right. But I think it, it goes way back beyond. I think like yoga is this tiny little subset of a bigger problem that you're addressing. Yeah, I agree. And it's, and it's everybody. So yes, is it part of yoga? And at the end of the day, is it really hard to make a living teaching yoga? Fuck yeah. So if they have an opportunity to have an avenue to get in the door and maybe create a living doing something that very few people get to do, is that any worse than basically like using being in what this quote unquote like influencer or whatever, or everyone else posting about their life that, you know, everything filtered, everything perfect, like. Come on. It's the same thing with your friend. His Instagram, you just said, has a bunch of like appears perfect stuff, but his right. life's falling to shit. Yeah. Everyone does that. So if you know, it's, it's just kind of like par for the course, I feel like. Yeah, I, I and, guess. And a lot of it is like, yes, does it suck that people get opportunities they don't deserve? Absolutely. But you still have to keep yourself in the door no matter how you get your foot in. Right. I had this conversation with Kaylee a while ago where she had an opportunity to go teach at a, a Wanderlust, I believe. Or something. I don't remember specifically. Um, and it was through an introduction of a friend. And she didn't feel comfortable about doing that. And I remember telling her, like, do it. What, what are you talking about? You have a great opportunity. And it's your job to then take advantage of it. However you get there, whatever. Are, are you lucky that you have that opportunity based on a connection or a look or whatever? Yes. Be thankful for that. But it's still your job to stay there. And now she teaches there on, at their things all the time. If she showed up and taught a shit class, she wouldn't have continued to teach there. Yeah. You know, we all have, we all get opportunities or we get lucky or whatever, however you want to think about it. Yeah. I just, I think though, the, it's hard to, hard to articulate, but I think people are, um, just because somebody has a good body or can hold handstand right. doesn't mean that they're a great teacher or a great yogi. Absolutely. But the platform, oh, oh, I mean, I love that term though. What does that even I know. mean? Well, but when I took the train, when I took the training with Tamal, I got the feeling that a yogi is somebody who I'm not a great yogi. Cause I eat meat and I drink. And I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I certainly, um, I feel like a good yogi though, puts others first i don't know i don't know i don't know so your definition of a yogi is a good person yeah i would think so i mean it can go much deeper than that like not eat meat um i i should have had like a list here of things but um and eat raw see i don't why why raw i mean i i don't i'm not sure because it's good but it's good for the environment ultimately and not cook something yes okay i mean there's so much different stuff. Um, I remember going to Dharma Punks, Noah Levine, a long time ago. And, uh, and he would do his Dharma talks once a week where you do a 30-minute meditation. He'd talk about a different uh, thing from the Eightfold Path was at this point. Um, and he gave a discussion about like the vegan, vegetarian stuff from the Buddhist point of view. And this was just one opinion. Um, and he was talking about if you have to kill an animal, kill an animal that can feed a village not a person. Hmm. And it's like, 
kill a cow, not a chicken or whatever, you know, because at the end of the day, things die for you to stay alive. And I'm not saying you should eat meat. I eat meat. I, but also it's like, what then do you consider a life? You're killing a lot of insects when you wash vegetables, right? You know, like there's a lot of different ways you can look at things. It's just how you justify what you do. Yeah. And I guess everything, everybody has but, their but own personal Do, I, do I agree? Yes. If, if you couldn't kill it yourself, should you eat it? Probably not. I yeah. think that's a generally decent rule of thumb on it. Um, but also blood types, different people. Like I've done the vegan vegetarian thing and, and I, I turned gray. It's just like, I didn't, it's really difficult. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I think some people's activity levels, body types, so much stuff plays into different things that there's not one right or wrong on those sorts of things. And right. so to say you're not a yogi cause you eat meat and yogi is just like a term that is so th- thrown around. Like, do you really know any yogis? Maybe a couple? Yeah, but that's the thing. I feel like people look up to yoga teachers sort of as this symbol of of, of hope. I don't know. I mean, like, no, I know. But, but depending how, it depends on the, what they portray. As a, it's as a character, as themselves. A lot of people don't act like themselves. Yeah. Period, you know, like yeah. stupid, like yoga voice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, in my opinion, you should be the same person when you walk out of the room as when you walk in as what you're teaching. And and I do my best to, to do that. I, right. You know, I don't change the tone of my voice, the way that I talk. I try not to curse as much in class. That's, right. that's a big difference. But well, how the heck did you get into yoga? Because, um, yeah, I feel like there's some people that go to, like I got into yoga for health reasons and I wanted to get off medication, but but I feel like you were you were an athlete and you got into yoga because you want I mean, like how do you get an athlete's a loose term. Yeah, but how you're but, um, you you're from LA or you're right. from Venice I grew, or something. I grew up around it. Um, but what does that mean you grew up around it? I grew up around it, so my mom was very close with um with Steve Ross and helped him when they opened Maha, which was an old school studio that's not around. Um and then she's very close growing up like her best friend was Vinny who's my teacher. And, um, so how did you get to your first yoga class? I mean, I had like dicked around with a little bit here and there. When I was what is that? What does that like mean? I didn't do a couple classes like for mother's day. But then how do you feel like a jock? Well, you how gotta does, let me tell my no, story. No, but how does want. a jock go from um, like, well, no. And then, and then, uh, I did a little bit of yoga in college okay. I took a class and just ditched it half the time. Right. Um, and, and then after college, I was dating a girl and she was like, well, you know, you can go to yoga for, for free here and I want to go. Let's go. Right. So we started going there and I took some classes. I was like, oh, this shit's hard. This is really hard. As opposed to like, oh, this is girly or stretchy or whatever. Um, and then uh, the girl broke up with me and I was like, oh, well, fuck. Now this chick works at this studio. So, right. So I can't go there. <laughs> right. Uh, I'd like, okay, this sucks. And uh, and I was at dinner with uh, with my mom and Vinny and I, I, don't, I don't know if anyone else is there. I don't remember. And the discussion came up and, and he, he was like, well, why don't you come take my class? And I was like, uh, cause you teach yoga works and that's expensive. And I was like, early twenties, just broke just straight out of college. Like didn't, just didn't have any money. Yeah. Cause they just come as my guest. And I was like, okay. So I went as his guest every day hmm. and I would go like five, six days a week for a long time. Um, and then why were you, why did you enjoy it? Um, well, because it was something that like allowed me to feel more like connected to myself, but really it was just, it was really physical. It was really tough. Yeah. And it felt like a different sport and something new to be quite candid. Right. Um, and I've trained jujitsu since I was young. So I've had a lot of injuries. So it supplements very well. It's still like, I couldn't train jujitsu now if I didn't do yoga. Um, 
but it just it kind of I liked it. It was hard. It was really hard. And yeah. for some reason, it just kind of worked with me. And, and I was in just a shit place. I was like, you know, your first big relationship and you're just like, oh, no, the life, you know, my life's over. What's happening now? This is this is never going to figure itself out. Right. And then you go through another breakup and you're like, oh, yeah, it always works itself out. Everything right. ends up being fine. Um, but it just it helped me through through a breakup, really, more than yeah. anything. Um, and then after a while I was at another dinner and basically they kind of my dad my or Vinny who is kind of like my second dad but um, him and my mom convinced me to do a teacher training and he's like all right well and then he basically came with me to most of the days of the training and and uh, even though he was he wasn't involved in it and helped me through the homework and and uh, I started teaching right away and then here I am And you did the training at Yoga Works? I did my first two trainings at Yoga Works, yeah. The 200 and the 300 right away. Well, Vinny's kind of a big deal in LA. He's one of the I mean, top teachers in the country. Yeah, he's Vinyasa a big Flo. deal for sure. Yeah. So to have him as a, um, a friend, a father figure, was obviously a huge deal. Huge deal for sure. Um, and at the time I was dating Jesse, and Jesse was a big teacher back then. She okay. doesn't really teach anymore. Um, yeah, so they really helped me a lot as far as teaching, but, and, and that's part of the reason there's like not really that many good teachers anymore. Um, I don't think there's many teachers that really mentor. Yeah. And, and I think a big part of learning how to teach is not being told what to do, but told what not to do. Well, that's the thing though, about your class and like, we've talked negatively or you have actually, cause I actually like the studio about sweat yoga. Um, like a lot of these, <laughs> no, but a lot of these studios like Y7 and sweat, they sort of devote a time where the students just flow on their own. Right. And I, I will say, I'm not to try to be annoying, but like your class, but almost every class of yoga works, you know, the teachers pretty much saying instructions from the very beginning to the very end. Right. And I mean, I get that that works, but I, I, I actually stopped going to a teacher, um, a woman where she literally, who taught at yoga works. She literally spoke every freaking moment, every moment, like even during Shavasana. Okay. Like you don't do that. But I, I think there is something, one of the things I do like about some of these other studios is the teacher actually stops talking and the person, now you do stop talking when somebody's like in a warrior two for a while and the music's going, but I do think there's something to be said about the teacher not saying anything. I mean, what do you, it's kind of like, what are you looking for? Like, but isn't life about like not having somebody giving you instructions all the time and figuring out yourself? I mean, I don't disagree with you on that, but I think we just have such polar view, polar opposite views on on teaching and who what, you and me. Or, yeah, well, yeah. even just based on this conversation, like you know, you're talking about a studio where their like general flow thing is quite ridiculous. The sweat place, yeah, Y seven, yeah. Um, and you're talking about these chains that have a very low standard of teacher. Well, that I that I can agree and with. And so, yeah, I mean, if I walked in and there's somebody who's been teaching for six months, would I want them to shut the fuck up and let me do the post? Right. Absolutely. But I've taken teachers at Yoga Works that are not good. Uh, you're, there's plenty you're, of Yoga Works totally teachers right. that are bad. You're totally right. Um, so there are bad teachers everywhere. There's bad teachers everywhere. Um, it's it's kind of like when I teach um, sequencing workshops. Is Yoga Works the best? No. It's it's the vanilla. Yeah. You know what you're going to get. Right. Um, in general. And it's the safest 
of the sequencing ideas. Right. And you look at a lot of the chains and especially like all this hot yoga stuff and this and that, you know, like, of course you're not going to get good senior teachers because you pay these people $25 a class. <laughs> right. I mean, what do you expect? I get it. And, and, yeah, but the, I think- and the, the one thing that I do respect about the hot eights, the core powers, whatever, um, there's consistency. Yeah. You know, they make the teachers teach the same sequence. They do this. You know exactly what you're going to get out of that class. And that's We're, something you've said before about your class. And, and even like I've had issues with Vinny's class because it often feels like the same class. And 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 I get that, though, because he's like got 90 people in there. Right. Um, but it, and I've wondered about like even your class has that vibe about it. Mm-hmm. But and so I, and I'm a teacher. I'm not nearly as experienced as Vinny or Calvin. So sometimes I get in my head that I should change it up and stuff. But part of the reason people come back to Vinny for a variety of reasons for Vinny and for you is because they know what they're going to get. And so there is something to be said, obviously, for sure about that. Yeah. I mean, part of your job as a teacher is to create a consistent atmosphere, whether you are teaching advanced poses or leading up to stuff. It's there's still consistency in the experience. Yeah. Because if I go take somebody's class and I'm out of town on I'm paying 25 bucks to have them tell me what to do for 25 for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Right. Um, and I don't want to be disappointed in that based yeah. on what, you know, your ROI. Um, but like I took a, a workshop from Jason Crandall a while ago and he did a whole thing about teachers that always try to do something new, always yeah. try to do something new. And there were a lot of senior teachers in the workshop and he was kind of talking about Um, what is yoga, blah, 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 that sort of stuff, and ask everyone's opinion. Everyone was kind of fairly on the same page about that. It's just kind of present moment awareness. Right. You know, and if if someone asked me, that's my definition. What what are you teaching? You're teaching present moment awareness, in my opinion. And that's why I don't like all this fast flow, like random shit, because you're not present. You're not. I posted something on Instagram on my way over here because I was at the studio and there was a cardio cardio class. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that is everything that's wrong with this stuff because yoga is not cardio. It's just misinformation. And if you're going to do yoga or do cardio, do what you do well. You don't always have to reinvent the wheel for branding and all this shit. I think that's part of the problem. Yoga is not cardio. And if you're just jumping around enough that your heart rate's up at 120, 130, 140, you're not being present and you're not being mindful so it's one or the other in my book and that's why i look at that stuff and i'm like that's horse shit um but he also talked about consistency jason crandall jason crandall was talking about consistency and and think about like how long it takes to really let's say you're working on opening your shoulders your hamstrings it doesn't happen in a week doesn't happen it takes time to do those things so if you're taking a yoga class and it's a different, like very far end different thing every time, right. how do you expect to make progress? If you look at Ashtanga, a lot of people hate Ashtanga. I love it. It's just very taxing on the joints. Um, and it's just a, a gnarly practice in general. But the cool, the cool thing about it is you do the exact same thing every day. So you start to see tangible results over time. Right. You're like, oh, I've done this fold every day for the last year. And by the way, I can do it more or deeper or better. Is that good or bad in the scheme of things and biomechanics of your body? I, th- th- that's all up for debate. But you see a tangible result because you're doing the same thing over and over. But what I see happening, though, like... Teachers are becoming obsessed with like 
the physical. Right. And, and I think we're living in a world now where there's more depression, there's more addiction, there's more insecurity. And although like having open hips is, is, is cool, you know, and it's going to help me. I mean, I, again, I up for debate. I'm right. I, that's the only thing, like, you know, the, at the end of class when I teach, I don't see too much, but I try to like when people are lying in Shavasana, we'll sit still for just like a minute. And I, I don't say too much, but I feel like people are scared of that part of class. I think so. Like but the I, same people that leave before Shavasana every time yeah. and have a different excuse. No, but week. I think there's this trend with because of the handstand and like our friend Ryan, the kin stretch stuff mm-hmm. like that's sort of making its way sort of into some yoga classes in L.A. Right. And I just think we live in a world now where we need people to be like the reason why I like yoga ultimately is because when I walk out, you feel good. I feel better. Right. And I don't give a fuck about like my hips. I mean, right. like, I guess yeah, I, feel I, good. I feel good. I'm not as like stressed out. You're not as I'm, stressed out. You like, probably aren't as tight or as right. in pain. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I obviously I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm looser probably in my, my hips and shoulders just as a byproduct of doing yoga for an hour and a half or an hour. But I mean, yeah, but ultimately I liked it and I do like it and I like, because I'm just, I feel better when I walk out. Yeah. And so like, but for whatever reason, I feel like that got boring. And so the focus became, um, sex, handstand, scorpion, and now kin stretch is sort of getting a little bit into the mix. And in a way I feel like people are doing these things to sort of seem better or separate themselves, but really (laughs) yoga is just about feeling happy or better i guess yeah i mean i I don't know like ken stretch specifically like is the furthest thing from sexy that's true i I mean i've i've been like i mean i was referring to instagram i I know hunter and and i I take his ken stretch stuff and i've been really really interested in it um more as of late um but like when when you talk you're talking specifically about adding in poses like 90 90 and working internal rotation and stuff that's been neglected for a long time um, through you're talking about like two or three things from kin stretch right um but so that comes down to like a whole nother conversation when it, when it comes to yoga because but why are we is, so Sorry. so eddie eddie talked to me about how he kind of stopped coming to yoga works and he started doing class pass mm-hmm. and he started doing like barry's boot camp and shit like, like that well, and not barry's but similar like but stuff like that's like, like training sort of mates stuff. And, and, and how how great he felt yeah and i was like yeah because it's fucking awesome you're right. doing different things you're, yes. you're getting your heart rate up you're exploring different stuff you're working your muscles you're changing it up um but what we were talking about in that specific conversation, um, just to kind of bring you guys up to speed, was basically like kind of summing up what we were just discussing. That now the thing is, people come to yoga now and they need a little bit of everything, right? And it's not just a yoga class. Like I have a fuck, I have a great schedule. I can go lift weights or run, and then go to yoga. And like honestly, for me, when I take yoga, like yes, I love every part of it. I walk out, I feel great. But like the stretching, like the stretches at the end are my favorite. Not holding Warrior Two for three minutes, right? Or or all like the sun salutes. It's like the stretching part, Shavasana. Like I lay down Shavasana, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, this is great. Yeah, are you kidding me? I don't want to leave early. But um, I do think because of Instagram, showing off. People not just being satisfied with what they have, we are forgetting about like, oh, I'm just like being happy and finding that right. like that for whatever reason, that's not like good enough or that's not the focus. 
and and the focus has become like because of Instagram mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons became things outside of just like how you feel when you walk out. And I get it. I mean, it's a huge freaking business. And I think people are making a lot of money like through handstand workshops. And handstands look a lot cooler than me just lying down in Shavasana. Totally. But I do make fun of like, like uh, the world needs more people that are happy than people that can hold handstand. Absolutely. And, but I get that like holding a handstand can make you happy. But that goes away really fast. No, because it's just the, then it's on to the next goal. Right. You do in the but, but see, I guess that's that. but that's it, though. In a weird sort of way, we're keep we're like looking for we're new goal. We're goal oriented yes, society. Yes. But then, but then people forget that once you achieve your goal, there's always the next one. Or you're right. Complacent. And I'm not trying to be annoying, but I do think somehow yoga has gotten all caught up in that. I think so. But there's there's also that part to backtrack about. The person Sorry. that needs everything in their yoga class and the person that has works nine to five, whatever, they go to 6 p.m., they need their workout, they want to feel better, they've been sitting in a chair all day, and they might be stressed the fuck out and they want to just feel calmer. And it's a little bit of everything. So they want to feel chill, they need their fitness from it. And as a fitness modality, yoga is incomplete. It misses things. So if you can add in different parts like internal rotation or different stuff to open up the body. um, Did yoga ever give people the... I I know what you're going to say. I guess yoga did people give the impression, gave people the impression that it was complete. complete. Yes. As as a fitness modality, it's incomplete. It misses things. But that's why I started doing these other classes because I started And you felt better. And you probably enjoyed your yoga classes more because you do other stuff. And that's... That's how, I mean, I do other things as well, and, and, and you don't get as burnt out. I still do a shitload of yoga, but I enjoy it much more because I'm not looking for it to be everything. It seems to me, when I say stuff like, yoga's taking on our culture, or people posting photos of their great bodies all the time is making people actually more depressed. I'm getting the feeling like, and I don't, and and I, I get the feeling that you agree with me, but then you're like quickly, you're like, yeah, but like, I understand that that's what's happening with our culture and it's not just yoga. It's kind of funny. I was, I was running today and there was a song that came on um, and there's a a part of it and I'm going to, Butcher, but the general idea was the the girl is referencing losing her sanity, being like losing your socks. Okay. Where she was oh, like, yeah, you lose it's one. The, uh, it's the you, Sophie Tucker song. Yes, the Sophie Tucker song. Where you lose one, and then you lose another right. one, and all of a sudden down the road you're like, fuck, I don't have any socks left. Yes. Um. So yes, we're at a point where that happens, but I just feel like yoga is such a small piece of a big problem. Totally. That. That that's why I'm always like, yeah, but um, right. And I look at everybody projecting this. And yes, yoga is this small world. But I've joked with you in the past, like somebody that thinks they're famous in the yoga world doesn't understand. That's not being famous. Yeah, if but, Justin Bieber had fifty thousand followers. He'd slit his throat. Yes, but his that's wrist. okay. But that's the one thing about you that I still like about. I mean, I think I always like you as a friend. But I think that's why I like you as a teacher, um, because although you you have a, a lot of followers and you're repped with aloe yoga, um, I love aloe. 
No, but you no, don't. I know I do. No, but you don't come across as being an egomaniac. I mean, you come across very opinionated. I'm super opinionated, but I've always been opinionated. Okay, even before you became oh, famous. Oh, before, <laughs> before I got 20,000 followers. No. Um, yeah, I've always been opinionated. You can ask any of my friends right. that way. I'm like, even in my like closest friend group, I'm the loud one and or um, the opinionated one, the harsh one, where they're like, right. all right, just settle down, buddy. You but know? it's like, but you give me, like, you know I'm a DJ and, and music's a big deal. Yeah. But like... You were like, I'll sometimes send you some songs to play in class, but you never gave me the vibe like, oh no, fuck you. I know what I'm doing or I'm doing everything. Like you're like, oh, okay, sure. Like there's, there's just, there, there lacks, um, uh, I'm, I'm better than you in your class. And I'm not. And the cool thing about being wrong in any situation means you've learned something, right? Right. So when somebody like corrects me on something that I say or this, that as much as I'll push back and I'll be like, cool, I just learned something. Yeah. Um, and and at the end of the day, who cares? You always want to learn shit. I'm always trying to learn something new, whether it's like this kin stretch stuff you're talking about. It's so fascinating, you know, because we, you know, we were fed so much stuff about yoga for so long that are just, just inaccurate, you know. Yeah. Um, like scientific bullshit. Um, but and like so the cardio yoga thing we're talking about, like. I have a heart condition. So I was born with a, a defect in my heart where my aorta has two pieces at the bottom instead of three. It's called a bicuspid aortic valve. Mm-hmm. And I have to get a checkup. My heart's fine. But I, I have to go to a, my cardiologist every year and I have to do cardio to keep myself as healthy as I can. Um, and that's where my like whole thing about yoga is cardio. Like I've put on heart rate monitors during class. And, it doesn't do anything. And it doesn't do anything. Yeah. What, my heart gets up to 95 and then if you take a class where you're really up that high, how present are you? You're not. You're going to get hurt. Um, and so those are like the fallacies when, you know, you see like yoga for fat loss, cardio yoga, this and that. And that's the part of thing. Like, just be good at what you do and try to better yourself. And everyone thinks they're reinventing the wheel. Yeah. And it's like and, and, anything that somebody comes up with, some people are genuine innovators on some level. But most of the time you've picked and chosen something, whether or not you acknowledge it in the back of your mind, where you saw something and integrated it, or you brought it into this or that, and you can draw inspiration from so many different things. Yeah. But there's there's just a little bit too much in some of this stuff. And that's why like when you talk about the sweat series, I look at it and I'm like, I've taken the class and if you like it, great, you know, awesome. Take right. that stuff. That's fine. I don't like it. It doesn't feel I don't want to say unsafe because you can do anything in a safe, It does safe have that, that vibe of like, if you don't know what you're doing. Then it's like, what's going on here? Totally. Um, and so when but you, I do you like know. how there's no lights. I like the music loud. And I like how the teacher shuts up for a little while. Right. Like, I mean, I've, I'm just sensitive. I, I'm really into sound. And so when I yes. hear a teacher talking all class, a little much. it just bothers me. Totally. Um, but that's what's so... Ultimately, um, but I also think part of the reason why you have this attitude, though, is, and I've talked a lot of shit about Instagram, mm-hmm. um, but you actually, like, make money through Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, like, um, um, yeah, we're, okay. So I, 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 I feel like, I feel like a few years ago, yoga teachers capitalized on Instagram, a very small amount. Okay. A very small but amount. But you are part honest. of the that small amount. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's not like I... But made, how did that all happen? 
I mean, like, I feel like people like you had like, you know, a few thousand followers, 5,000 growing and the, but no, but not like kind of growing. It just like all of a sudden went up. It almost feels like people bought followers and then yeah. like companies, um, saw this and saw that they had a good body saw that somehow something shifted where lots of followers, good body posting handstand picks. I'm going after this person. I want them to wear our shit. I'm going to pay them money. Well, I mean, and, I think but, you're, like, talk, but, you're talking about Aloe specifically well, on this. Well, right? Aloe's taking it to an extreme, I think, visually. But I feel like all the companies, like even Nike probably did it before. Oh, fuck. Give yeah. me a Nike contract. I'm right. Are you so kidding me? I'm, I'm not, Give me Jordan 4s all day. Right. I'll do any yoga so, pose you want. So, but, but like, and, and that's, we, I don't know if I want to talk about that whole thing that happened with that teacher with, with Aloe Yoga. Because I want to be really clear. Yeah. Like, if you can make five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 from doing yoga a month, I mean, I mean, that's a I pretty would, big would, number, but no, but I'm, I, I'm just throwing that out there. Right, I don't know right. if that's what you, we don't have to say what you're making. Yeah. It could even be, even if I made $2,000 wearing like aloe yoga shorts a month right? and I posted some pictures, I mean, I probably would do it. Why not? Well, I mean, it, but, it, but how did it shift? Like what happened? Um, well, first of all, I, I was laughing the other day I, I was with Vetus and he pulled up a, an app on his phone about to, uh, to check the quality of who had fake followers and not. Which, which was, I was dying because like all day I was like going through I was like oh okay this is great and you start to see because everyone kind of knows but and, and some people talk about it but um, but did a lot of yoga teachers buy followers not that many but the ones that you the ones that you kind of suspected did for sure um, which is interesting for sure right but did did companies like aloe yoga some of them are sponsored yeah no but do they even care that they bought their followers um I mean, that's a slippery slope. Like, do they? I'm. Sh- I would assume so. But do they, they even know? Um, I don't know if they know, or and I don't know that it would be anyone's place to really point that out, or right. I don't know how you would even address. Well, and that. I want to like my, but, for people like my mom and dad who might be listening. Um, there's followers, obviously, on Instagram. It's uh-huh. just like anything, like Twitter, like uh, you know, but. People in this weird sort of way, people value people who have more followers. Kind of, but I feel like in this lately, people kind of gone the other way, where it's become more of like a more of a joke. Yeah, it's kind well, of like I the joke thing, about like it. The whole joke about I think I don't know if Ryan did it, but I've heard other people do it, where it's like people trying to cash in followers at the bank and the <laughs> like, bank yeah, Ryan did like that. that whole joke. Like, um, it depends on what you're looking for and what you really care about. Yeah, the, I think the sadder part is when people kind of project that they are more like the the spiritual conversation people that project they're spiritual or stable or have everything going the right way when they're a fucking train wreck that's the part that me for me personally i care more about than the poses so obviously i feel like something happened to um our culture where companies were paying attention to people that had a lot of followers. Right. But so people did, I feel like you, I feel like yoga teachers had like some followers and then all of a sudden they had like 50, hundred thousand followers, like within a month. And then all of a sudden like yoga companies paid attention to them. And then all of a sudden they were working for like big companies. Um, I, I, I don't think so. I think it's, it's a very small amount you're thinking. Cause even the people I know that have larger followings for yoga, don't have that many followers. Right. Kind of like we were referencing earlier. 
Um, so how, but, let's get, but, let's so get like, specific with you. Talking, how did you, like, how did you, how did Aloe, Aloe Yoga come to you? So I, I know, I've known the Aloe people since, basically since they started, since they rebranded. So they had a brand a long time ago. Right. And, uh, and it's the guys who own Bella Canvas, Danny and Marco. And then they rebranded kind of around social media. And I remember the creative director, I'm very close with her and her husband. Um, we were talking when they had, I think, I think Aloe was like three, three or 5,000 followers. Mm-hmm. This was early. Um, and they were like, well, do you know any, any girls that we could probably hire to take some photos? And that's how I introduced Kaylee to them. Okay. Um, and so Kaylee was one of the first girls that worked with them. And then, uh, they didn't even have a men's line at that point. Right. And I don't think their men's line's very good. See, I love, I love it. But you know what? Like I'm, that's part of my world. I I really, I just think they could do more. It's hard though too. like, they, they support the shit out of us financially and like they promote us and they do all these things to allow for people like me to make, make a living basically. But so, okay. So they, but, how, so you had like, did they like that you had a lot of followers or were they like, Oh, you need more followers. Well, no, no, before I was friends with them for a long time. Okay. Um, and I would like go teach at their headquarters and like kind of built a relationship with them. And then I taught at their first store, the Beverly Hills store. And that was a few years ago. And I was by no means, I had like a contractor deal with them. Right. And, um, Oh, so you didn't have a deal with them at the time. No, you just taught no, there at the studio. I was just close with them. And like, they're really cool. And like, no shit, they like really are. And then, so I taught there. And then once my kind of, I taught a couple classes for their YouTube stuff. Right. And then while I was teaching one of them, one of the girls who did a lot of the community stuff at the time, um, kind of pulled me aside and we were talking they're like, well, we noticed that your account's starting to grow. And I think at that point it was around like 12, 13,000, um, which is a lot. It's a lot of followers for just sure. a yoga teacher. Um, but, but you weren't, you day, weren't buying any, um, no, but people do like, or the yoga community people were buying them. I, I think some of them do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, and, I, I know and, some of them do. And they're rough by I absolutely. Yeah. Know some of them do. Um, but that's just in general. In yeah. Life. Yeah. Um, but, and, and then they were like, well, we'd, we'd like to kind of offer you an exclusivity deal. And I had like done a couple of different things with other companies for, as far as Instagram. Um, but did, did you have to like it? This is the thing about Aloe Yoga. They, uh, they sell like probably the most popular clothing lines, I think for women, them and Lulu. Well, Lulu, Lulu has, Lulu's huge. Right. Aloe I think they were, yoga. right. They're, they're blowing up. I think, but it very... feels to me that Aloe Yoga is targeting really good looking people, young and, or people that can hold handstand and crazy postures upside down. Like they're targeting, well, a, were you on. always well, able hang to, hang on though. I would say you're not wrong, but, <laughs> well, here, but come, wait, here comes, tell me a here single brand, Calvin, tell me a single brand that doesn't then, but, go after the 25 to 34 demographic, um, athletic brand. There's not one. I, so I as mean, far as the age that you're talking about, yes. Right. Um, do they, but, but the way little, that, the, but the way that they're bored with the, with the, the way they're doing the types it of poses. Yes. Would it be nicer? But like, you look at my stuff. I post a lot of standing poses. Well, only, um, only recently though, different. only but, recently. No, but that's, yes, but this I, is the, and, I, and I get that. Cause I, I do, I have heard multiple people that have unfollowed that account because it's, they kind of feel bad about themselves. They can't do that stuff. And I want to be clear. I, if you get a little defensive, I understand. Aloe Yoga is paying you. You represent them. I don't want you to talk shit about them. I understand, well, I and I'm have, not talking I don't have shit about anything really bad. To yeah, say, but, but I, I do. But I do think 
Aloe Yoga more than any other company because I followed Onzi and Lululemon and like Hardtail right. and, and, and Electric and Rose like the last week and looked at the difference. And there is a distinct difference between all of these platforms. Yeah. And, and Aloe Yoga does have a very specific thing they're promoting. And it seems to be like sex, extreme. Extreme for sure. I don't think sex. I don't. I don't see that. The people that are but you're also talking them. about a color scheme. If you look at their accounts, yeah, but they also, their aesthetic is much lighter. And than it's okay. Lululemon. But that's the thing. It's okay if they're promoting sex. But when I see them like like have a photo of this woman to this like song in the background being upside down wearing barely any clothes by a refrigerator or something <laughs> and she's like talking about some weird spiritual shit but she's barely wearing anything other than a thong well, talking about the weird spiritual shit is where i but I'm the whole you. but that's the thing it's like it's so transparent what's going on and like right, so isn't that on the viewer to think about I mean, I guess, but I, but that's the thing. I just feel like companies, like people you really in, think like if you're, if that's but, your take but, on a, a video like that, do you really think a young girl is like, I want to, I want to do a handstand. No, I think a young girl's feeling, I think a young girl's a feeling like, really, I, ba- I, I think a young girl's feeling really bad about themselves. That's well, what, that's what I think. Well, then I think that's terrible. No, but, I, <laughs> no, I know. And, yeah, I, and but, I think, but, and I think everybody's intention like we want attention. We want to make money doing things we love. Right. I mean, the, the guy, the owner of Aloe just bought like a $30 million house in Beverly Hills. So he's obviously doing great. Or he bought it like in the last year. He's obviously making a shitload of money. No, it's fine. Like the company, like the guy from Nike, the CEO of Nike. I just read the book. I forget his name all of a sudden. Like, I think they pick Colin Kaepernick, not because he's a great quarterback. He's going to make him a shitload Because he's going to make a shitload of money. But, so I, but if, hang on, take a step back. Yeah. The owners of Aloe Yoga own Bella Canvas, right? One of the largest T-shirt companies in the world. Right? He didn't pull thirty million out That's of true. a company out of that has Yoga. only been around for two or three years to buy a house, right? So, whatever the cost of that house is, you're putting that into a different category as opposed to somebody who's financially very well to do based because on working of hard for company. years on another company, right? But Aloe so Yoga is doing pretty. Belong. But Aloe Yoga is doing pretty well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they're doing great. But, but not enough to justify a $30 million not, Exactly. Right. So when you kind of put that into the same, that's that's you framing. Right. But did he get a great house? Yeah. Is yeah. he a great guy? Yeah. In my experience, he's right. fucking awesome. Yeah. But that's I just, not him selling a G-string handstand to buy a $30 million house. Totally. That's another company but that I bought think the house. this whole thing, you're doing it. I think Aloe Yoga's doing it. I mean, a lot of people are doing it. I probably do it sometime. Oh, I do it with my DJ photos. I mean, obviously, I want people to go to my gigs, but I'm still you want getting to look appealing. But I'm still, and it makes sense, right? I think the the tough thing is is that what's okay and what's not, right? And yeah. with yoga, it's it's that's the only thing with me. I just it sits a little differently with yoga because right. of where it came from, and we're becoming obsessed with things that. Ultimately, I think you're making people unhappy because they're looking at these yeah. these hot photos and you want people to feel good about themselves. And I only know this because a lot of my women friends that I talk to, I, I've, they feel I know plenty. I know plenty of female friends that have similar views on that and so follow those accounts or this or that. But I mean, even when you talk but, about my account, look at the things I write. Half of the stuff I had to say is like a snarky joke. And you yeah. know me personally, like I don't take it's. 
it's work, it's fun, but I don't like, there's not any like preach of spirituality. But that's the thing. I quote like things that I hear that I think are funny. I joke around about stuff and the people that follow my account get it and they get a kick out of it. Like I don't have people, I'm not projecting something that I'm not. I think that's fair. I'm, I, so I get I, if, if somebody is, then yes, I don't think that's right. Um, I just think when but, companies like Aloe Yoga are only showing a specific thing pretty regularly, I think they're walking the line of creating more harm than good. And it's not just them. I think it's a lot of companies. I think it's a lot of companies. Um, and I'm, I, I'm and, only but, bringing up Aloe Yoga well, because you that. work there no, and because that. I teach yoga. And, and that's like, and that's the hard part. Like your view on that too is different than you don't get to see the back end of right. their charities like Aloe Gives or the other things they're doing in the school system and the, the money that they put back into the system. So Why course, don't they talk about that though on their Instagram? Well, they, do, but no one, they do, but no one pays attention to Interesting. it. And it's based on the algorithms and what posts you see and what you don't based on what you like and what you look at and what you send your friends. Yeah. So I'm sure that handstand next to a fridge, uh, you might've sent a couple people like, ah, fuck this chick or whatever. Yeah. Um, but when they post something about their nonprofit, it skips right past your feed or you're not going to send that to the same six people or 10 people. Right. So they're like, Oh, this guy doesn't care about, but let's say things. if they did more of that stuff regularly, I mean, they do, it's but just, that's you're not what, privy to it. Right. Same with, well, Nike, I've been following same with a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't um, know. I've been following, I've been following Aloe like, for a while and I just don't see that stuff. But I, all and, I see and, is, but that's part of these, these algorithms and what you do see. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, like, do they, it's kind of like when people go and do something nice, do they always have to post about it? If you yeah. go, if you go serve food on Thanksgiving to the homeless, did it happen if you didn't post? It still happened. Right. Um, so just because you're not privy to a company doing a bunch of really good shit doesn't mean they're not doing a bunch of really good shit. It's just interesting to me, though, that they wouldn't... They talk about it a little bit, but they, they give back in a lot of ways. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not like trying but, to be annoying. It's no, just, no, it's surprising it. to me it. that I don't know why um, that wouldn't be a focus for like a week, or maybe it is. It's I just, mean, I just it, started. I brought it up a lot on there, but it's just, we pay attention to what we want to pay attention sure. to, right? I just, but I think our culture. Um, so, wait, back to you, because I feel like you and I get sidetracked on so many I know, things. We always do. But like, just try and focus here for this last segment. All right. Um, because I want to make sure we did, we like you answered the question, and then we can keep talking about aloe. Um, but like, so they they came to you, but so you so they made me, they made wait, me but you post a lot of photos, or at I least do. you did, where, where you're like upside down, mm-hmm. one handed shit, or this. Did was that like? Did you have to try out for them, or because it feels <laughs> no. like they only want people though that can do that kind of stuff? No, not at all. Uh, honestly, would you have gotten the gig out though? of all of the people that work for them? I can probably do the least crazy stuff out of right. all of them. Um, if you go through, so no, and, and everybody brings something different to any company, you know, um, do you do seem different? Well, this is the well, thing. It's also like, so there's really no more else to tell about your story. Like they came to you because they, you had they gave a, me an re- offer and they, you know, oh, honestly, I know what I want. If, do you get paid like I by the number so. of people that like your photo? No, I, or how have, does we that have work? a specific deal and it, it changes based on following. 
Um, okay. And then that would be the incentive for somebody that wanted to. But wait, I'm just trying to understand how that, so like, like you get paid a, a salary. Okay. So you get a salary based on your following based on a following that changes. It's got a sliding scale. Okay. Um, and then I do a lot of content for them online through all the moves and, and they're awesome. So they don't but, give you more based on like, if something gets a more, no, like more likes, it's no, based on following. It's based on following. Okay. Um, and different people have different deals. I'm assuming. Right. Um, but, and this is pretty I'm, I'm but I want to, I'm not, I want to no, make sure yeah. I'm not singling. This is common for like lots of co- companies like yeah. Nike, Lululemon. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. With Lulu. Um, and I don't know with Nike. I mean, Nike pays athletes a ton of money. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, fuck, give me that Nike money. But it's also like you look at, so I have a lot of people that take my classes, right? And I yeah. teach a lot. If I didn't have them, I would be okay, but they allow me to ha- to be comfortable making a living doing what yeah, I do. Yeah, because that's the thing. And Most yoga teachers can't really make a good living really teaching hard. yoga. It's really hard. And um, so, like, and, and also, we do bring different things to the table. Some people practice yoga. Some people are there to kind of inspire, or that would be the, the idea behind it. Like, and then yeah. you have other people and like, and I'm a, I'm a teacher and, and it's a different thing. It is. A, it's a different thing than some of the people you're referencing. Right. It just, it feels like they, like Andrew Seeley, um, who's a yoga teacher with, um, Aloe. I don't even know where he teaches. I think he travels and teaches. Okay. I know he travels and teaches. But so. it, it just felt like we're living in a world now <clears throat> Where the people that are speaking the loudest become president? Yeah. Well, but seriously, people who are the loudest, the most obnoxious, mm-hmm. uh, swearing a lot, showing off their tits or their ass, if have great speaks bo- loudest last that has the credibility yes. and it's garbage. So it is garbage. It's garbage, absolutely. But that's the culture we live in, and that's just the reality. And I get that. But but like so when I I'm only bringing up I don't really know Andrew personally I've only met him a couple of times but there was this video of him on the side of the Aloe Yoga store like outside at the Grove, um, but he's literally doing like a one handed handstand over the side of the building right and my first reaction was somebody's going to see this and and try it and like fall off the side of the fucking building <laughs> and like the parents are going to sue like aloe yoga because this person got the idea because they watched that fucking video <laughs> now you laugh but like I do laugh i thought so that's the like but, so, but, but that's but that's what but that's has why anybody done it but, but that's the point like aloe has gotten so extreme but they're also mirroring our times so i'm not like so it's, it's just, a brand. I, I get, but it's what what brand. are they? But what are they representing by showing that? And I don't know. That's think, the thing. I think the idea behind all that is to inspire people. Yeah. Is it? I is, just do, don't. Do you think. do you agree with that inspiration? Do I agree with yeah. that as a form of inspiration? Not so much. Yeah. Um, I guess that's I fair. Think like different that's ways, fair. but the idea is to inspire. If you right. want, like, an idea on what they're looking to do with their curation the word would be inspire. Yeah, I guess I get that. Um, but I question what they're... You question the what they're inspiring of, of what they're putting it's out. It's not even something. the ethics. I don't think they're being unethical. I, and I'm, I'm sure, just for lack of a better word, you said ethics. Yeah, but, I, yeah. but, but I get this. So I'm, I'm, I, but, but I understand why you said that. I, I, again, I don't... Like, I started this podcast for a variety of reasons. Right. But talking to people about what I'm doing, I get the sense that 
Instagram and our culture, and obviously the president now, it, it's clearly showing that we are going to a place where you have to be as loud and like over the top, show off your body mm-hmm. to be heard. And and see, I I think I take I take what you're discuss like your frustration with maybe that handstand or those types of posts or the way they affect girls. I take it. I have a similar view on it for sure. Um, more in, um, and we've discussed this in the past as well, but more in some of the people that get opportunities hmm. where I'm like, that's fucked up. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And, and I didn't know, mean to be annoying with yeah. you, but like, I was wondering if you, opportunities. but if you didn't, weren't able to hold a handstand or you just posted something one handed against the wall, right. it's actually really cool. But like, if you, it gives the impression that you're like, um, I don't know what it's giving the impression of. That's the thing. I just thought it was a cool picture. Well, it is. But people, because it's yoga, because it's aloe yoga, it does instantly create a response of some sort. Yeah, but the people that follow my account know, just know how much right. I fuck around. No, I know. Um, but, but, oh, but this is wait, what I was no, going to say. Wait, one thing. Let me, Would you have right. gotten the job, though, if you couldn't have held that? Or if Andrew Seeley couldn't hold handstand on the side of a building where he's almost holding off, would he have gotten the gig? Of course he would. Okay. Because it, it's just like anything else. If you can't do that, you can do something else. Right. You can bring value to the world in one way or another. Yeah. So, you know, when you hang on to that, somebody can do something else. Right. You can always, you can bring value in another way. So if it wasn't that, if he were to then do a handstand on a car, you'd be like, why the fuck is he doing a handstand <laughs> right. on a car? But he's bringing value in that, in that general idea of inspiration, which is what they're looking for in their creation. Yeah. What I'm saying pisses me off is when people get opportunities over people that are qualified. Well, that's happening all the time and, and everything. And it's everything, yes. but it's the same thing, the same way you look at a lot of this stuff and you see people that have, you know, get this platform to teach a lot of people or to, to teach something and they're not qualified and they're teaching something dumb or unsafe or whatever based on a following. Yeah. That is not, that's not a teacher. It's not somebody who practices. It's not somebody who teaches regularly. It's just somebody who has a big following. So they get, and I hear people talk about this in more, especially because it's a bigger genre in fitness. Yeah. Um, Master trainers, things like that. People that get opportunities to create these different programs because they have a wide reach in fitness, which is a lot bigger than yoga. Yeah. Um, and I've heard a lot of trainers and people like that talk about just they get angry because other people get opportunities. And and so, you know, we all bring different things as somebody who is a teacher. When I see other people get teaching opportunities, that's what frustrates me, because if you work really hard at your craft and you want to be really good at something, and you do your best at it. And then some slapdick gets an opportunity because they have a bigger following. That sucks. Right, and, and that's the world. It but is that, what it yeah, is. It's not, but it's it everything. Sucks, but it sucks. So that's where it frustrates me. Yeah, I mean, do you agree? Like, um, you know, you look. You can look at like people get. There's been exceptions made at studios all over where people are unqualified and they get opportunities, and people that work their ass off but don't have a following don't get an opportunity because of it. I mean, I think it's sad. I'm not. I've watched I, it at Yoga Works. I've watched teachers that don't have the qualifications, and it's nothing against them, but that don't have the qualifications required to teach at a studio get classes because of a social media following. And that is fucked up. 
Right. Well, I had a guest on who like literally she's getting passed over or one of her friends is because she only has like 1500 followers in acting, but somebody else who has like 300,000 followers oh, is a shitty actor, totally. but or she's like a YouTube getting... channel. Yeah. People that get these pilots. I've, I have a couple of actor friends that talk about this and other people have YouTube followers or whatever. And so they can do a web series and get X amount of traction right. on it. So they get a job. Well, back to sort of the, the point of the podcast though also is that I do think we're getting tricked into believing things that don't really exist. And I'll, you know, like just because somebody has a lot of followers mm-hmm. or like appears happy all the time or can hold handstand or whatever, it makes, it gives people the impression that they're qualified. But I right. think the way to really still, and that's why I think like having a conversation is important because you get to know the person. Instead, people are getting to know people just by how they look. Yeah. Um, and it's fucked up. I just, I think it's, it's a huge problem. Right. I, I mean, there, people think there's probably worse problems than Instagram in the world, but I do think Instagram is somehow Becoming having an issue. effect totally. on everything. Absolutely. And I think you should keep making money with aloe and keep like doing your thing. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's better than fine. I mean, it's cool to make, you know, a lot of money or a decent amount of money, you know, from a company, um, like aloe yoga. But I just think all of us need to be a little bit more aware of what we're posting because, and what we're paying, more importantly, maybe what we're paying attention to, because like, that's the thing when it talks about when you, when we talk about like, the nonprofit stuff that they do that you don't see because it's not what you pay attention to. Right. And that's where, you know, it, it's, it's with any business or any, anything we, we attach to, we attach to what we want to look at period. Um, and that's like, I see the back end side of that and I see them support a bunch of people. That's really great. Um, but the discussion about posting bullshit or pretending like you're somebody that you're not is a whole different thing. And it just sucks. It does. Yeah. And that's not specific to any company or brand or genre. It just, it happens and it makes people feel bad and it does suck. Right. Um, But you also, as an adult, have the responsibility to be like, so what? So I just don't think people know how to do that much anymore. But that's, well, that's part of being an adult. I agree. You know? Yeah. We, people don't like to be adults. Yeah. Um, everyone wants an excuse. What's your relationship with Instagram? I feel like you, I, I don't want to be annoying, but I see you on Instagram a lot. Do, uh-huh. are you, do you feel like you're addicted to it? Uh, I'm on it a fair amount. I try to interact with the people. Right. Um, and then I check out and I'll take weekends and just delete it from my phone. Okay, you do. Um, I post X amount of times a week. And on days that I post, I'm super interactive within the initial part of the post. And then I'll check back in. Um, and it's also just like a big part of my friends send me shit on there all day. Um, and and so, you you know, you open and then you're like, okay, I got to answer this and that. Um, like I don't really use Facebook almost ever. I've stopped. Um, and I, I used to, but it's that, but part of it was the interaction of it. So I have like a lot of friends that I interact with basically on Instagram. Um, so I use it. It's kind of like text messaging and I'm, everyone will tell you I'm on my phone all the time. So yes, I definitely have a problem (laughs) with just being on my phone and I text a lot. I'm that person. Like you send me a text. I've shot back five before you finish the rest of your sentence, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm on there a lot. Um, and then I'll check out and it's not an issue. Um, the one thing I do try to be really mindful of is like 
the tick of naturally going to it in yeah. silence or if you're driving or just like, oh, I'm bored. And you open it up and I'm like, I'm not even looking for anything. What right. the fuck are you doing? And I just close it right away. And I'll do that a couple times a day. But I just try to be like, I just try to be mindful of it. Um, is social media super addicting? For sure. I think people are way too about it. Um, but it's just become a way of interaction. Well, I was talking to somebody recently yeah. who was... Um, I forget, I forget who it was, but the gist of this was, this is a married man, and he was talking to a couple of his single co-workers, and they were saying how when they meet girls, they no longer ask for the phone number. They ask for their they Instagram. They wait, and they add them on Instagram, oh, right. and they chat via Instagram because they think it's creepy to ask for a phone number. <laughs> and, and I was like, that makes sense. I get it, totally. But that's where, or like you look at young kids that use Snapchat, yeah. and, they, and they send texts because the text disappears and there's no trail. Right. And like, but it's a, it's a progression. Is it, does it get out of hand? Absolutely. Um, do I use it probably more than I should? Yes and no. Cause it is a big part of my job as well. Um, like I'm going away next week. I'm going to be traveling for a month teaching workshops. Like I'm posting stuff about it, interacting. People are sending me messages about stuff. I need to be on the ball because yeah. it affects my paycheck and my ability to get to travel. Like I've traveled before throughout the years, but like this is, I get to go away for a month and teach in Europe. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Right. And would that be an option without social media? No. Probably not. Would it, would it, would I still get to do some of it? Maybe. But yeah. the full, like, and it's the same sort of thing, like taking advantage of an opportunity. And then it's my job to go teach my ass off and actually pay attention and actually be a human so that they want to bring me back. Right. You know, and yes, is it an opportunity that somebody else might not have got? Yes. Well, um, do I feel yeah. qualified to get the opportunity? Absolutely. More so than some of the other people that probably do these things? Yes. I'll, I'll be quite candid with that. But it's so I'm on it a lot, but it's part, it's a, it's part of my job. Yeah. So I don't well, feel as guilty. That's the thing. Like I talk a lot of shit about it, but you're like a perfect example of somebody who actually, uh, I mean, I've gotten gigs by using Instagram. And right. So it, it, I think you probably get them on a bigger scale. Um, so it makes just like you get more clients and, and who are like willing to fly you across the, or I don't know. It doesn't matter if they're paying for your flight. Right. The point but is like that you're still getting paid. Posting shirts, pictures with shirts off. Yeah. And it's like, I had that big contract earlier in the year where I got paid a bunch of money to post some pictures in, in underwear. So you did, <laughs> so you did in fact get paid to do shots with yeah. your clothes off. Yeah. I mean, obviously you had like your short time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I guess I would be too. I mean, yeah. I understand. Um, I think the the whole thing just I just think people are worrying about well people are worrying about their own opportunities and they're saying yes to them which I mean I get mm-hmm. but I think we're ignoring the big picture of it all and I think we're all taking advantage of our opportunities and if it means do whatever I have to do to do it right but ultimately, it's just having a bigger impact you overall. Have, but, you, but you do have to take advantage of your opportunity. You should. And you have to look out for yourself first. And that's like, and yes, we're like a super inherently narcissistic society. Everyone cares about themselves probably a little too much. But at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself I know, first. but that, it's just, it's fun. I'm not trying to be and annoying. there's always a but. There's always a but well, with me. Well, that's the thing. You, yeah. But you've been that way this whole interview. Right. And not just in this interview, just like in general, I feel like. I guess we'll close with this topic. I do think um, that attitude, though, is in a weird sort of... Contributes to the problem. Yeah. 
Do you agree? I think it probably does. Yeah. I'm not trying to be annoying because no, prob- I like you. No, and it, pro- I- it probably does. Um, and it's just you kind of weigh your priorities. Sure. Um, you, I think there's ways to go against the grain and do something your own way that doesn't that doesn't have to go against everything. Yeah. Um, and that's how I try to wade the waters when it comes to social media and my work and my job and my relationships and interactions. Yeah. So I try to do it to the best of my abilities in my own way that is, I don't want to use the word authentic. I'm going to say genuine. It um, feels pretty genuine so, to me. So I mean, that's, really. So that's what, but, but again, a but, but you're correct. Like at the end of the day though, we have a president who's full of shit yeah. and was elected based on just screaming. And, and I've had this discussion with Eddie in the past about, you know, like you look back to ancient times and they had scribes and scribes would fact check. And, right. And sometimes, you know, telling lies was punishable by death. Um, but we don't fact check. Well, think about like nothing. is. We anymore. go to, yeah, we go to like, you can go to a dinner party and somebody will tell you they read an article. No, you didn't. You read like a paragraph off of a Facebook link that somebody sent you that might or might not be real. You didn't read an article. You didn't read the newspaper. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, well, are you listening to Fox News or CNN? Um, so, so we live in this weird society where you don't really know what's real and what's not. Well, yeah, that's and what, that's the big problem. Well, I said that. Um, you've, I think you've listened to my interview with Gerald and Sean. But my first couple of interviews, my first two shows, it was just me talking. And that was probably one of my biggest points. We literally live in a world now where we have no idea what's it's, real. It's how you shape the this and that. And politics is the hardest. But I like, think we are contributing to that also. I mean, I'm not saying we all are. Everybody yeah. is. Not well, just yoga teachers. Everybody is. I think you're right. I think we do live in this little kind of very liberal bubble. And it is a well, well-educated yet very liberal bubble. Um, and what I think do you it's, mean? it's not representative of the rest of the country. Okay, like here in LA. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we really care about, you know, like the the environment, you know, in in the South, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like you can little things. Uh, well, is there something like now that you have a decent amount of followers and? Is there something that you're sort of passionate about that you want people to um, be aware of? Or, or like, have you thought about using your platform in a way that is going to sort of get people to start thinking about something? Or like, for whatever reason, I've decided to get people to start thinking about how Instagram's ruining the world. Right. I don't know why. I'm not sure. You but, know, I, I don't have anything off the top but, of my head. Yeah. But as you know, like, I don't really filter anything. So if there's something that comes to mind, I don't have a problem posting about it ever. Right. Or talking about it or being candid. Um, I mean, I can't even be, it's, it's very challenging to be in the same room as my dad's girlfriend. Okay. Cause she is diehard. She thinks that Trump is the best president we've ever had before Trump. She thought that George Bush was the best president we've ever had. Right. And, uh, and we talk about things and, and then I hear, well, you didn't read the dossiers. I'm like, you didn't read the fucking dossier. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But let's talk about is global warming real? Like shit, just very basic stuff that it's, it's really hard. It's really hard to be in this day and age. And Which, we're going to, we're looking at a president who's going to get reelected. I know. And it's <clears throat> scary. It sucks. Have you thought so, about so using in my, so in my opinion, when we talk about 
yoga handstands versus the guy running the United States of America being a fucking idiot, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's, it just doesn't, that's why there's always a but. It doesn't, it doesn't register as, as big of a deal as not dying. I would be interested. There's one other thing I want to talk about and I'll let you go. I would be interested though in seeing you um, practice. I'm not trying to be annoying. Right. The idea of taking a stand with something and not following it up with a butt. I think if people started doing that more often, I mean, I told this, I just, I, the, the problem with yoga, I think, anything goes. Yes. I mean, and, and I actually, Basically and I think, I think that actually is a problem. <laughs> Correct. So you agree with that? Yeah. And, and I don't know how to like articulate that further, but with yoga, like, um, I told this, like I told this story once and well, I don't, I, I'll tell cause you probably didn't listen to the podcast, but I remember being in a class and this guy was like hovering over my mat and like sweat was dripping all over it. And it was like really bothering me. And I said something and the, and the teacher was sort of like, uh, Eddie's had like, quite a few diva moments. In class. <laughs> yes, Let's for sure. Let's but like, that's a small scale. Right. But I feel like this anything goes attitude that yoga sort of promotes and like our cultures are like, I actually think it's a problem and people are scared to take stances on anything uh, or, or, and like yoga teachers are worried to offend. And the easiest thing to do is to sort of just be like, everything's okay. And I just think that's kind of fucked up. I think that's super fucked up. I think that it's also very hard because our opinions change so much. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of being scared to take a stand on something. If it's science or what have you, but I, I know I know for a fact that my opinion on many different topics, whether we're talking professional or other stuff, has changed a lot over yeah. the years. Um, and so it's easier to have a dialogue than make a point and make a stance. It's yeah. easier, which doesn't make it better. Yeah, I just, I think... And that's usually where I am on things, like even conversations like this, because I could read something about any of these things and change my mind tomorrow, right. and then I'm the asshole who made a stance on something that I no longer really am too sure But about. maybe that's okay. It's okay to be wrong, Yeah, we learn something. But that's the thing. I feel like, you know, also Instagram and, and often yoga teachers, like, like it's like... They have to be right. Or we live in a culture now where we have to be right. And that's why we're scared to like say yeah. anything. And I think there's also just the part, though, that a lot of these... I see I see in yoga because that's the world I live yeah, in. Yeah, that's primarily your world. Um, where they think it's about them. <laughs> yes. And it's not. Yeah. And I think it's there's a lot of ego. And it's like, dude, you teach yoga. Right. Like, this should be about your students. And, and that's, you know, coming back to when we were talking about classes and, and stuff like that or we have in the past like it's about the student and well, sometimes people make it about themselves but that goes with everything through life and i know but that doesn't make it okay it doesn't make i know i'm saying it's a big problem i'm by no means saying no okay. i yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean yeah. that but no but the way um yeah but part of the reason why i joined class pass also because not only do i want to try new stuff but i just become a teacher and i wanted to see what other teachers and like other studios were doing mm-hmm whether it was yoga or not yoga. And the one thing I realized that I connected with was the teachers who made it fun and it wasn't about them. Right. And I think there's a lot to be learned in that, whether it's yoga or not. Right. I just feel like we're making 
everything about us. Like we're making us such a big deal. Like if you have 30,000 or 50,000 followers, people are getting an ego over that. Or if you have even like a hundred likes over something, it's, it's sort of crazy what people are getting an ego over right now. Right. And I don't have the answer. I don't know what the answer is. I felt like, you know, our friend Ryan, um, he sort of created this thing where you're randomly talking on, on Instagram random and talking video. Yeah, random talking video. Like I did it for like a few and the, I liked the original idea behind it. I mean, it creates authenticity, it creates authenticity. Yeah. And, and, and like, instead of just posting a photo, um, people were randomly talking about something, but right. then, I, but then I realized after a while, even that's not random. The moment you turn your phone on, it's not random. It's not it's random anymore. It's and so then I, it's curated. There's it, everything is curated exactly. Yeah. So like then I was like, wait, no, this isn't random. I did, and then I stopped doing it, and then I'm like, I'm going to create a podcast because that way you're actually like, ultimately, I felt the way that you get to know somebody is talking, is talking to them. Yes. Yeah. And so. I don't know if this is going to change anything, um, but I do think, and we'll end with this and I'll get your thoughts. Yoga teachers just saying anything goes, you know, you doing your thing and saying but. Um, I think, although Aloe Yoga, I think, may, I don't want to say they're creating more harm than good. I, I That's not a fair statement to say. It's not. But I do think companies and people are naive to think that the impact of what you post constantly on Instagram doesn't affect people, doesn't affect people maybe as equally as bad as good. And I don't know what the answer is, but I get a little, when I hear you saying like, yeah, but I just, I think there needs to be more stances taken, whether it's and like people, are taking a stance kind of politically, but that's really all they're taking a stance with. Right. And I don't, I'm not even really asking you a question, but what, like what statement, but I don't do you like, what's, what's the answer or what do you, are you just going to keep doing this? And, and I think you just never really know. Um, I, I don't ever really know because who was it? I was on an Instagram live in Seattle the other day and, and, uh, somebody's like, well, what do you plan on doing with your life? I don't fucking know. Yeah, I like what I do now, and it seems to be working. And I'm going to see where it goes. Um, when you talk about like making stances, I don't have. I'm very passionate about a lot of stuff in my life, but that's really more professional than anything at this yeah. point. So when it's like making a stance, yeah, if there's something I feel passionate about, I speak very much from the heart or off the cusp or off the cuff about it. Um, so yes, I think people need to make stands. But you can't expect them to make a stand unless they're very passionate about something. Right. And we kind of live in a culture where nobody's really passionate about too much. No one really <laughs> wants to work. Yes. Everyone wants a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They want it the easy route. Yeah. And nobody wants to put in the work for whatever you're talking about. Right. Um, so, yes. Could we use a more steadfast culture? Absolutely. Um, can you expect that out of most people? Probably not. Yeah. Well, do, do, you th- you, do you have to use your platform? Yes. Like, do I have something that I'm super passionate about right now? No. I'm passionate about my job and getting better at my job and doing my job better. Um, and I got hurt recently. So I've been passionate about getting myself back to where I was physically. So you're like probably in your 30s. Uh-huh. You teach at one of the best studios. You're repped by one of the best yoga companies. Um, 
like, what, what do you want next? Or what, like, what could, if you closed your eyes and saw yourself like five, 10 years from now, like, like, I feel like you have a lot of goals already accomplished at a pretty young age in the yoga world. Right. I mean, what's, what do you want? I'm pretty happy right now. <laughs> right. I like, I really, I'm very, I, I wish I could tell you, I want this. I want that. I want a car. I want to, it, it's, I, I'm, I'm happy right now. Yeah. Um, so as cliche as it is, you just, if you're happy now, continue doing what you're doing to make yourself to keep it up. If you're sad, you change something up. Um, so right now I'm really happy with the way that my career trajectory has gone with, with everything, the friendships, the relationships in my life. Like I'm happy. So I can't say I want anything different. I want to keep going and see where it goes. If right. I become unhappy, then time to make a change. Right. Um, and that's the responsibility that like I have more made an effort for in the last five, six years. If something isn't working for me, I need to man up and make a change and not expect something to change on its own. Yeah. That's the big thing. Like I take responsibility for all the things that I fuck up. Right. I own it. Um, doesn't make it okay, but you just have to be an adult. Does it last two questions? Does it bother you when things are so transparently not what they seem on Instagram? It bothers me when it directly affects me. Right. When it affects my work or somebody around me, um, that's when it bothers me. Right. But in general, no. Right. It really doesn't. I don't. I don't attach to it too much. Um, I, I'm. I'm in that world a lot, but it, it just doesn't. I also, you know, when you see people that are not happy and posting about it, I just don't, I don't look at it the same way some people do. Right. When I hear people talk about having their life together, I'm like, I know you, you're full of fucking shit. Like that sort of stuff doesn't affect me because I I see the other side of it. The same way when I teach yoga and I grew up around it and saw a lot of the bullshit and the people just really fake or taking advantage of this and that, like that's, that's why it turned me off and why I did shape me to be the person I am now. And the teacher I am now. Um, so it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. What um, do you th- so no, it doesn't affect me. What do you think of like, the scene at like Main Street Yoga Works? Or, like I've said to Gerald on here that I think people who actually go there all the time, uh-huh. like obsessively, like, and I used to go it's there. Super si- type A, for sure. Yeah. Well, I used to go there six days a week, but I actually feel like after a while you're not growing at all. Like you're just doing the same thing over and over. And it's actually, you're not, nothing's changing. Um, I think it depends on the person. Yeah. It does. It's everything is so, everything is some people need that, I guess. Some people need that. Some people own that they're just going there to get their workout. And there's a couple and then, and they'll say it straight up. And then, you know, and they joke about how they're going to get wasted after this or that. And I, and I applaud that because they're being real. Um, for me, the problem is the person that thinks they're a yogi because they practice yoga. Right. Or the person that thinks they are better or more spiritual because they take a class. Um, so that person is full of shit. But, <laughs> but somebody who's honest about why they're there, I don't have a problem with it. And yeah. I think a lot of those people, for the most part, are just super type A and aggressive. And, but they, they don't think they're something they aren't because they go there. Right. And that's the thing. And and even at some of the other studios, I, I see these young people that's, that talk about spirituality. I mean, you're 22. You're, well, not, you're not... That's my big thing, though. When I see yoga teachers in their 20s posting freaking spiritual shit all the time, like they figured the world out. Or how about I, this whole like, just... self-love? Yeah. It's like, oh, take care of yourself? 
or, or people self-love. It's like, you're hungover. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but why do people, why, like, how did it start? Why do you have to talk about it? Right. That's the thing. And that's what's annoying when people talk about things that are just common knowledge. Yeah. Green, you know, what you're eating. Yeah, eat healthy. I'm really glad you're eating healthy. Don't care to see it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think especially Main Street. Main Street's a super aggressive place. Um, but if you're honest about it, it, it doesn't bother me. When you're tri- when you're fu- when you are full of shit about something, or when you use that as an excuse or a, a, a crutch or whatever, that's when it bothers me. Last question, and then we'll talk about like the stuff, like promote your stuff and your Instagram. Did you like you do these handstands and crazy postures on Instagram? Did you? know that you could do this stuff like some of the poses are pretty extreme you know i've seen more extreme but yeah you know some of them are like did you i used to be a lot able to do a lot cooler stuff than like I do now but was were you like in gymnastics or something yeah. or how did this happen i think uh typically males are a little stronger upper body so arm balance stuff is easier um but you used and to i do did this a stronger a when i was younger okay um, and I was able to do a bunch of cool stuff, but I feel like I could do a lot cooler stuff then than now. I just kind of, you know what your body can do. And like, even Vinny jokes, he's like, you know, it gets the handstand time in class and I'm sitting there like stretching. Right. And he's like, what? You just do the fancy poses for Instagram. And yeah. I was laughing. I was like, actually, yeah. 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 My practice is a lot of basic stuff. I take his class. I will bore your two for a few minutes each side. Yeah. I do some sun salutes. I stretch. I'm a happy camper. Um, well, that's the thing. I think Instagram and yoga and, and just in general is, has taken our culture to a place where everything has to be extreme. Yes. And so, and obviously yoga is, yeah. is really supposed to be the opposite. Yeah. And I, and I've had, I've had a few people that were like visiting be like, Oh, well who teaches a more inversion class? You or, or I think they said you or Vinny. I said, well, neither of us. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, well, and I, and I was like, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Um, and that's where looks can be deceiving. And I remember feeling bad that week about it. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the, the image. Or I've had people ask, like, oh, well, I want to learn how to do this. And when I was getting interviewed the, like uh, earlier this week, somebody was like, how can I get better at handstands? I was, I was honestly, I was like, go study with somebody who does them. I, I, don't, I don't do them that much. I do them a little bit. I don't teach them because I don't know them, the ins and outs. Find somebody right. who is an expert, who's an actual expert. And I've talked in, in the past on, on using my platform, using Instagram, about teachers that teach things that are inaccurate. And I made a reference where a bunch of people really got kind of hostile and angry about, um, I was like, ask your teachers questions. And depending on their answers, you might want to reconsider practicing with them. And then this person's like, you're telling people not to practice with us because we call Sun B. And I was like, Surya Namaskar B is a specific set of poses. Teach whatever you want and as a flow, just don't call it something that it's not. If I told you, Eddie, I have a Michael Jordan upper deck rookie card. <coughs> Would you like to buy it for $2,000? And you're like, fuck yeah, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. I'll buy that card. And I show up with a Michael Jordan second year card that's upper deck. Right. You're like, what the fuck? Same sort of stuff. And, um, and so I find that it kind of circles back to being qualified in what, what I do. And it's kind of like, you should be able to question people. And that's, you should question people and based on their answers, you maybe shouldn't put too much faith in them. Even like the spirituality people in their twenties, that sort of stuff. Just question them. Well, that's really, that's really a perfect place to end. So, um, cause we, I feel like we could keep talking for quite a while, quite a while. And, but that's the thing. It's like, 
for whatever reason, I've, and I talk, a friend of mine said, you get to really settle into a conversation and get to know somebody once you hit like the 10, 15 minute mark. So now we're besties. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what's happening is that people aren't doing that. They're just connecting through Instagram and Twitter and whatever. And I, I you know, we can argue this forever, but I just, I do think it's having a bigger impact than we think. But, um, um, I think ultimately having conversations is, is, it's a great way to connect. And it's, it's sort of the, the act or the art of conversation is getting lost in our culture now. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Totally. Um, I just wanted to, so Calvin Corzine uh-huh. teaches at uh, Yoga Works because there's like, Yoga the, Works Main there'll Street. be like four people that listen to this interview. So yeah. <laughs> my parents, did you Yoga Works Main Street, <laughs> Yoga Works Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to get there too early. Uh, Vinny's class on Saturday, you have to get there like two hours early, yeah. but Sunday no. get there early. Oh yeah. The Sunday. rest of the classes. Are so fine. he teaches at Yoga Works Main. Mm-hmm. Uh, you teach at Aloe Yoga, I, I don't. Not even, but you teach for their, like their online platform. Yes. I teach for Aloe Moves. I have a lot of online stuff with them. I want to ask about Aloe Moves, but it's, we don't have time Another yet. time. Another time. Um, so Aloe Yoga, you're on uh, Instagram, Calvin Corzine. You'll see... No, Calv Monster. Cal, that's right. Calv Monster. C-A-L-V Monster. It should be Calvin Nipple Monster. <laughs> there's I'll lot, take that into consideration. There's lots of... Eddie's, Eddie's big into nipples. <laughs> lots of... Well, Paul Tieto has the most nipple shots for sure, but uh, you're, you're pretty but up Paul there. Paul doesn't too. want to admit that he's, that he's into branding himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another story. Lots Lots of, lots of nipple shots. No, but um, Calvin's the real deal. He's a great yoga teacher. Um, I feel like he's, yeah, I, I, I still go to his class regularly. And um, I don't know, it's been, it was a great conversation to have tonight. I appreciate you coming here wet, uh, east of the 405. So hard. And um, um, yeah, that's it. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good night. Remember when I felt lost, you right?